0: Hey, all you mamas and papas looking for diaper bags and accessories that fit your modern lifestyle, then check out Kami They have a wide selection of diaper bag and backpack styles with features you're sure to love. Their latest addition, the Parker Convertible Backpack Plus Bed, combines a multifunctional diaper bag with features like an insulated bottle station, extra strong stroller straps, wet and dry compartments, waterproof exterior, and an easy to reach USB charging port but it also transforms into a portable baby bed. Learn more about it at camionkel.com. That's K-A-M-I and K-E-L dot com.
1: Welcome, everyone, to Mystery, a podcast about myths and history. I am one of your hosts, Bryant, with my permanent guest, Cammie. Cammie, thank you for being here again. Welcome.
0: Bryant, thank you for hosting, always.
1: <laughs> I could, I literally couldn't do without you. Uh, everyone, I'm, I'm just so happy. I'm elated right now. I'm cold, and the air's not on. There's no fans on. It's just cold. That's what it is in South Carolina right now. And that's because it's fall and more importantly, it's October now when you're listening to this, which means spoopiness, (laughs) which means scary stories and fun, creepy things like we did last year, which was one of the best ways to start the show. I'm so glad we started the podcast when we did because we had like two episodes to like Ramp ourselves into like core myth, but then we went straight into like Vlad the Impaler and mummies and
0: banshees. Oh boy,
1: <laughs> banshees, get your banshee. Everyone, mystery that's what we do here. We like to find fun uh, myths and legends. We, we try and present a story of those myths and legends to you and then talk about some of the sources and the history and the facts, if there are any there behind it. Today, we've got one. It's not. Uh, super duper duper scary, but honestly, kind of is a little disturbing though. In the end, uh, this is the the Pied Piper of Hameln or Hammond or Hamelin or whatever part of Europe you're in <laughs> talking about it. We'll, we'll kind of discuss that, but I think everyone knows the Pied Piper. That's do that's you want to tell everybody what we're doing thing.
0: this our theme this month? Because last time it was monsters, <laughs> yeah. and now right.
1: Yeah, so so we're gonna have uh, four episodes this month, like we did last year, and every myth that we talk about is is gonna be an unsolved murder mystery myth. That's that's where we're going here. So you're thinking Pied Piper? Who gets murdered? A flute? No, <laughs> a, a few dozen children get murdered. That's who. But we'll, that's that's you know that's a little spoiler alert. Um, before Kami regales us with a wonderful story of this. Doodly dootin guy. Uh, please take a moment if you can. If you haven't already, join our Facebook group. That's, that's one of the prime ways we get in touch with everyone. And check out our Threadless store that we have. Cammy, how do we reach that?
0: So it's mythstory, and that story with an IE, com. And we have three different designs, out. and mm-hmm. you can choose different things for each design. There's drop-down menus, so it's I think it's, like, set on men's shirts, but there's women's shirts, there's children's shirts, uh, there's things that aren't yep. shirts.
1: <laughs> What's the discount code?
0: Um, I, Actually, I can read it out. Um,
1: oh, perfect. Yeah, you get 10% off your order. Is that correct? That
0: is correct. Let me just grab it.
1: No problem. I'm going to stall. <laughs> For you right now, as I put you on the spot for a code that I didn't prepare myself, <laughs> but it is really cool. We're really happy, guys. Uh, it's the, and Cami ordered a shirt, and the it, it looks well. It melds well. I've I've heard of Threadless before, and they worked well.
0: So the code is fam. That's F A M nine E oh. as in Echo four eight C as in Charlie four. C as in Charlie.
1: That's it, guys.
0: Ten percent off. Alphabet.
1: Yeah, please, please check it out. So, anyway, uh, in conclusion, Spoopy October, very happy. Four episodes, unsolved murder myths. Cami lay the Pied Piper of Hamlin on us.
0: Okay. So yes, I used. Uh, I'm gonna say Hammond. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's But I fine. used Hammond.de.
0: So the city of Hammond had been plagued by a rat infestation for some time. The locals had, ex- had expended all of their efforts, but the rats would not leave. They were eating all of the grain in the granary and chewing holes into the houses so the cold winter air would come through at night. The town was exhausted and wanted n- nothing more than an end to this horrible pestilence. As luck would have it, A strange man arrived in Hammond, dressed in many colors and dancing in the streets to the music he played from his flute. The citizens noticed how small animals and even children seemed to follow him and dance along. He was surprised at the gloomy nature of the adults in the village and inquired as to their troubles. They all had the same reply rats. He claimed to be the most excellent rat catcher in all of the land and offered his services to cheer the town. But he did have a price. He needed money for his travels, so he asked for gold. The village council agreed that they would give him his pay in return for the end to their nightmares. He asked for half then, which they gave him, and half when he completed his task. The piper put his instrument to his lips and began a special song as he walked every street. The rats poured from the houses, the church, the granary, everywhere a rat might hide was soon empty. And the piper kept playing as he marched them Right out of town and to the river, where they all willfully jumped to their deaths. The piper came back to the sight of happy villagers, young and old, and told them what happened to the rats and assured them they they would never come back. The entire village danced all night to the piper's music, but when morning came and he asked for the rest of his earnings, the council refused, saying he had already been paid more than enough for his trouble. Without a word, he left on foot, playing a somber song. Hammond had all but forgotten about their oddly-dressed savior by the time summer came, but on June 26, 1284, the man suddenly appeared again. He was no longer dressed in as many colors, but he was now in a somber green with a red hat, the color of fresh blood. The people were on their way to church, so they paid him little attention, but soon after the church bells rang, a curious flute melody filled the air, and he charted. He charted the same course he took earlier that year through every street until all of the children were following him in a neat, merry line. When the people emerged from church, they were were just in time to see the children crossing the last hill on the road out of town. Though they followed quickly, no trace of the children was seen. Only three escaped, a blind boy who lost his way, a girl with a broken leg who could not keep up, and a boy who forgot his coat and ran back to get it. None of them could tell where the piper had gone. It has been over 700 years since their children left, but they all now know the cost is greater when you don't pay the piper.
1: Oh. Creepy. Drop mic. That was good. (laughs) Thanks. So, uh, now, yeah, I didn't kind of clarify. A a lot of spellings will put, like, Hamelin in a lot of English spelling sources, um, and then in a, some omit the I the, in the lin part, and, and Cami, her astute research found out Hammond is sort of how it's pronounced, so I'll say Hammond too, but you might see Hamelin, or you might have heard Hamelin. We're sorry if we're wrong, or whatever. You get it, okay? Uh, it's not our fault yes. this
0: time. It's just a word that's right. spelled it's, several different come ways.
1: On. <laughs> Anglo-Saxon problems, but... Um, <laughs> This is a really interesting story because of it's it's so well known. This whole idea of a dude doodling dude his flute <laughs> and getting all the rats out, and you think of like you know I remember when you were a kid and you learn oh did you know that the big bad wolf was actually like the wolf like maliciously murders the kids and it's what they told them a long time ago to like that's kind of what this story kind of feels like you know it's like oh well when I first heard it it was just happiness but then I learned it's actually bad but then you kind of in my research it's it's a little bit more than that. Uh, now, there's nothing really definitive here, but it is extremely important. The, the city today, I mean, Cammy used the official website for the city. They've got tons of stuff going on. Um, I uh, My sources are a BBC article, Wikipedia, and there was um, airynews.com. But in the BBC article, it actually like has pictures of this dude who dresses up like the Pied Piper. Well, uh, <laughs> he dresses in a funny, like, jester garb thing and acts like the Pied Piper and then gives – a tour, basically. And so, so it's, it's, it's super popular. It's been retold. Brothers Grimm, all that stuff have, you know, sources throughout the next few hundred years would, would retell the story. Now, the oldest sort of proof that we have of it is a a glass window that was around uh, 1300. So the events are said to have taken place around 1284. So within about 20 years, it looks like they made a a glass window in memoriam of the event happening. The event primarily being a bunch of kids disappearing essentially. Now, how that happened, we're not 100% sure. I'll kind of go into that in a minute. But this glass window was destroyed in 1660, but it was well written about. It it was well mentioned in several sources prior to its destruction. So... There's also a document from 1384 that talks about 100 years since our kids have left. Cami also mentioned um, there's another document in 1484 that says in the year of 1284 on June 26, a piper clothed in many kinds of colors, uh, 130 children born in Hammond were seduced and lost at the place of execution near the hill. So we've got these primary sources from the area, class window, specifically talking about it and setting a time and a date. Uh, our, our case is almost there. Uh, I, another, I'm surprised uh, that there's an
0: exact date. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it, it is pretty wild, especially around this time. You wouldn't think it'd be so, like, set. But um, there's even uh, Richard Rowland Verstagen wrote a book in 1605 um, that actually stated a new um, – or that analyzed it a new way. And he states that the children were not harmed but emigrated specifically to Transylvania. Where Vlad the Impaler would take care of them. No, that's fine. That's a, that's. We're not quite at that time, but uh, it's interesting here. One one thing is no sources until like the 1600s or 1700s even mention the rat stuff, which you would think if it's the Pied Piper, um, which Rotten Rottenfanger, Rotten uh, von Hamlin, Hamlin, Rotten von Hamlin, which you know, Rotten probably German for like
0: rat, rat catcher. Fanger, yeah.
1: Yeah, fang, and fang, I thought this was cool. Fanger is, is spelled like fang with an er. You think a fang? It catches, you know. So uh, the rat catcher, uh, but that came kind of later. It looks like that that part of the story was filled in later.
0: Do you think that and was so, in some response to the plague?
1: It the edition. None of my sources kind of talked about this. I mean, I'm sure rats for all of time especially during the medieval period were super troublesome so it, it would make sense but cami I'm gonna bring we've got a few keywords that we'll, we'll bring up a lot of times uh, one of them myth theme myth theme it's not a, it's a it's not a pun it's an actual word <laughs> it doesn't sound like it is but it is and those are you know myth themes these these ideas that happen kind of independent of themselves that keep recurring in, in cultures and things like that and another one of my favorites you it's a, a Greek term Uh I'm going to read the Wikipedia definition before I kind of talk about it. So, euhemerism is an approach to the interpretation of mythology in which mythological accounts are presumed to have originated from real historical events or personages. Euhemerism supposes that historical accounts become myths as they are exaggerated in the retelling, accumulating elaborations and alterations and rats. Catchers, no, and that reflect cultural mores. So the plague, in this instance, could have been a cultural more where rats are causing crap, and you go on. So what euhemerism is, though, and we've talked about it. I think we first talked about it on the Medusa, Medusa episode. Yes.
0: Check that out. So yeah,
1: it, so oh, man, super intense. Yeah, the 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 scholarship behind Medusa's concept, and and that's what is playing here. So there's a few explanations. And, and rat catching isn't really what explains it, though. Now, the, the traditional story is rat problem, hire the rat dude. They don't pay up. He murders or sells kids into slavery. Yeah,
0: some... It's a little intense. Some of the accounts say that he brought them back. Like, some of them yep. were, like, happier, like, 20th <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, century some say stuff. Yeah, he just, like,
1: took them on a field trip. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, it was... Uh, or, or that he took them, was paid, brought them back, that kind of thing. So yeah, there is there is those accounts. but um, it's kind of funny. nothing none of my certain I'm thinking about this now. none of my sources talked about if it's possible to do do doot, doot a bunch of rats. I, I don't think it is possible. So <laughs> I think that kind of helps convince us that that didn't that wasn't really a part of it. The, the thing that we do have though, is we have evidence of a few things. So uh, Crusades. Uh, the need for immigrants in in the, the Transylvania area and um, people called locators. This is L O K A T O R. It's essentially the same thing as the way we word they use locator to locate something, but a locator what is? It's a German word. It's a term for basically people that would uh, like <laughs> they were like talent agents, but they were looking for labor and they were looking for people. It doesn't seem like it's quite like a a slave sort of connotation to it but
0: yeah it seems like they're getting here. paid for the work but it's probably horrible it, yeah work. it
1: it yeah it's, it's not it, it's it's not great it's not as like um you know like we raid your village take your kids kind of thing it what it seems like is the you the here is that there was an event in this town in 1284 where 100 kids went gone uh There A few ideas, some that kind of make sense is a a mass disease of some kind that took over the kids, um, and and it was a deep tragedy. But what kind of explains the presence of the piper in this sense is someone who's coming around. Now, um, some of the theories from my sources talk about Again, like a locator coming around these these villages specifically looking either for like soldiers for crusades and things like that. But if you imagine if it was children, there was a lot of women as well. I mean, they could still use women in camps. But anyway, they would they wouldn't necessarily like armor them up, but they, they could be using them for for military campaigns and things like that. Uh, or but I, I feel like labor would have been the thing, and the the reason why it would have been emigration towards like Transylvania in that region is specifically what would, would make sense because of Mongolian and Turkic uh, ravaging the area. So the, those lands had always been super populated. And after, you know, it's it's a very tumultuous area there. So huge population drops because of that. People need laborers. You export 100 kids from Hammond, you're good to go, you know? it It just it still seems kind of weird. I imagine if if that was the case, this person would have been grabbing a lot more than just a hundred kids specifically from there. I'm sure they would have had some kind of a route where they would have been pulling kids from everywhere. So but we don't we don't have any other cities that specifically, Wrote this down in the same way. Again, we've got these these sources from the 13th, 14th, and 15th centuries that that like are very specific. So it, that's the kind of the wild thing about it.
0: Uh, One thing that, that kind of makes that it scenario. I came across on that uh, Hammond website was that the mm-hmm. locators were dressed a lot of times in bright colors and would play yeah. instruments. So yeah, yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it, that, that be, probably it. makes the most sense to me, unless there yeah. was just some yeah. crazy serial killer you know
1: right and that's like someone supposed that it was a crazy yeah like e- pedophile murderer and it's just like is he really able to get 100 kids that easy like really like like some farmer couldn't just chuck a pitchfork at the dude and
0: i would maybe chalk that up to euhemerism and and expanding mm-hmm. the myth the hundred number if maybe 10 kids sure. went, went missing but the thing the, the facts are that it was so well documented that there's no way they were wrong that wrong about the number because I mean this sure. this is a document from it's like written on a some building that's still standing that yeah an yeah, inscription
1: yeah. yeah there's and there's and there's, a, and there's a document of some kind too with writing on right. It as
0: right well. and also um, the the idea of it being just children so a lot of times you'll say like the children of but mean like the people. And mm-hmm. and in a more broad sense, not like actual children. Yeah,
1: that's what I was thinking. It would it would be again. You want you want like the able bodied people, right? You know, and and that would be like teens and things like that, like people who could technically like have children and stuff like that as well. But you you would you wouldn't be looking for the old people, you know, thirty. Like right. ancient grandpas back then. Uh, they're worthless. So yeah, yeah, that that is another good way to put it. It does it specifically re- references children, but it looks like yeah, the the hu- the the myth making of it, the euhemerism of it, was that it turned into like a bunch of six year olds. Right. We have a hundred six year olds <laughs> in our village, and they're all running around.
0: I uh, wonder how what one... the population was back then.
1: Uh, yeah, I know. To have a hundred cho- like, like actual that.
0: children in a town seems odd to me. I don't know. Well,
1: I imagine, unfortunately, you know, having multiple kids was, was surely was common back then. And and not a lot of them making it was even more common, unfortunately. You know, that, I mean, that's definitely, I think everyone kind of understands that, especially in 1284. But, uh, so I feel like, I feel like that's why it also wasn't as crazy as a blow. I mean, you lose like a generation almost, but like, you know, next year you've got, how many families popping out more kids? So I, I mean, obviously Hammond recovered right. uh, its population issue. It it was able to kind of move on, but it did it did lose a chunk of kids. And I'll so I, I that's I've kind of talked about everything the the theories, the facts. We we do have the evidence, which is really the, the coolest part about this. The, the stuff that really does like say like this happened. hundred kids are gone, and then the theories of uh, you know recruitment basically of some kind these locators that were, were taking the kids that, that were finding these kids and they again if, if it was like the, the locators don't really seem super malicious so it's like did they did he buy the kids and they were like oh man this is really good money i don't want to lose 100 kids but i'm the town you know council and i've got I, you know we need this money and that one kid's really snot-nosed like <laughs> you know just go like I, i'm just curious what the kind of what the motivation would have been, like, did the locator, like, force it, did he, did he have an army with him of some kind, or a small guard, I don't know, but those, are, those are the theories that have one, one crazy theory, and it's tied to the idea of, of a bunch of kids dying, and that the, so, so, like, um in this case, then, the Piper could be sort of a, a symbolic figure of death, so, like, 100 kids die of the pox, and, you know, you talk. You don't want to say like, "Oh, 100 kids died of the pox." So you kind of talk. You know, you you you, you flavor it up a little bit with this this figure, this dressed figure, to again to to add to the the euhemerism element of it. But there's one crazy thing. I don't know if you ran into this. Did you ever read anything on the psychogenic illness, dancing mania? Yes,
0: and I think we should do an episode on it.
1: That's insane. Yes. So I I didn't look too much into this, and and you're you're absolutely right. But there is there's a great piece that I found one of the sources in Wikipedia, when it, they talk about this, and it's, it's, there's this uh, book or, or article from 1977, The Dancing Pilgrims at uh, Moolabik. And yeah, this, this was a, a, a frenzy where it, it was like an epidemic. And it just kind of made people go like I, it, it was some sort of a disease that would occur with like abdominal pain, um, bloating, and you would eventually kind of just fall asleep and die, it looks like. but the through it all, it would kind of make you writhe in, in a sense. They think that there could have been a freak kind of case of this affecting the children. It happened. And there's even I, I, it's a kind of a crazy German word, but there's like a street in Hammond where, um, dancing it's it's it, the german word I, I can't pronounce it but the it means the street with no drums and like dancing is actually forbidden on this street so or, or uh, like music and dancing and things like that so i, I i'm guessing maybe any yeah, the dancing outbreaks occurred from the 13th century um from the next couple hundred years so it's wild uh I don't know if if this is if it was he was he a locator trying to find people to fill population voids? Was he the harbinger of disco fever? We don't know. <laughs> um, but yes, we we the dancing mania is is an absolutely wild subject that there's a lot there um that we could really go into. but guys, that is the Pied Piper. and the takeaway is a bunch of kids did go somewhere we don't know where we don't know how but we've got this little doodly dootin' guy now and that's that's about all we've got left <laughs> from from all of this so cammy thank you for your story i think that was a really good representation of the the common story mixed in with some of the the, the stronger elements that talk about or, or that discuss what happened uh there's tons of iterations here so check out some stuff if you like i think i think cammy you're right we totally could do a dancing. Uh, Mania episode because there, there were several recorded cases looking into it and it's absolutely strange. But everyone, thank you for listening. Let us know what you think. Our Facebook group is probably the best way to get into us, but we are on Twitter and you can watch this on YouTube as well. If you'd prefer to see Cammy and I discuss stuff. Don't forget, too, we have our episodes with Peter. We, we dub them the Podicus Magnus episodes. They're little fun, longer episodes. We just did one on volcanoes, and we've got a spoop one coming up soon, too. That'll be a lot of fun for Halloween. God, I'm just so happy it's fall. <laughs> I
0: do want to do a call as well mm-hmm. since we are doing we are doing a regular Podicus Magnus, but we are going to do a Suburban Legends as well where yeah, it's yeah. user-sourced material. Uh, so if you yep. have something – please email us, get in touch with us on Facebook. Um, if you have our numbers, you can text us. Uh, we'd love yeah. to hear from you, so.
1: Yeah, the, if you haven't heard the last one. Any spooky personal story that you have. Right, yeah, yeah. We're, it's, it's, it, it can be like like the last show. I mean, the first one we did was fantastic. Just take a look. It's, it's called Suburban Legends, and it, it was really great. And it can be a personal story. It can be like a local story for like your town or something like that. We just like to have things that are a little more a little more personal, a little more bite-sized um, things, not not grand concepts and stuff like that. But if it's something we haven't t- touched, let us know. We're, we're totally down for it. So awesome. Well, thank you everyone for joining us. Cammy, thank you again. Uh, we will see you next time. Oh!